This episode of Clear Shots is brought to you by Pinecast.com. Pinecast.com is an easy-to-use podcast hosting website that lets you post your show to the leading podcast platforms, including Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Their free plan works for short-form podcasts, and their cheapest plan is only $5 a month. With Pinecast, you'll get access to unlimited episodes, unlimited storage, unlimited bandwidth, accurate analytics, and a website creator. Sign up for Pinecast today using the promo code r 63 f 8 FB to get 40% off your first four months. If you got a podcast or are thinking about starting a podcast, there's no better place to do it than Pinecast.com. Again, visit Pinecast.com and use the code R-63F8FB to get 40% off your first four months. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today is episode number 30, so it's a little milestone for us. Uh, we just We did just me and Jake today. Uh, our first, we did two parts. Our first part was about, and pretty much all about MMA, uh, and, uh, you know, just martial arts in general. Second part, we talked about, uh, movies and things like that. We talked about the new Sasha Baron Cohen show, which is really cool. It's, it's interesting. Uh, and, uh, some weird, like, high school classes. So, uh, enjoy the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the Clear Shots Podcast. What episode is this? Is this officially episode 30? What are we at? Uh, I think 29? it is. 30? I think it is 30. No shit. Well. Milestone. Fucking... Milestone episode. What do we got? What do we got going on? We got uh, UFC 227 Saturday. Garbrandt Dillashaw. We're also going to yep. see Bill Burr live Saturday night, so we're missing you. So we're not going to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of upset. I mean, maybe like by the time we get out of the show, the fights will still be on, and then we can just watch it. On when does the phone. show start? I might o'clock? be able to try and stream it. Mm-hmm. It'll kill my data, but I'll fucking fuck it. I mean, I probably could stream it. I imagine because I mean, I think the show's at like eight. Mm-hmm. I think. And usually the fights don't actually, like, the main card doesn't start until 8 or 9 anyway. Yeah. So there's a chance, I guess. I mean, in worst case scenario, you just watch it on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Watch a Vimeo link. Dude, I was, they had the link for um, Aldo. Who the fuck did Aldo just fight? Hendrix? No. Um, wait, who? Jose Aldo. He just fought the other day. Uh... I have no idea. I didn't watch. I didn't even know that was happening until it sent me like a notification on my phone. Yeah. I was like, oh, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. He won. He looked good. I think it might be one of his last fights, though. He's been talking about retiring, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's been fighting for since he was 18, 17. Mm. And... Yeah, he, he's, I mean, there's no reason to keep going. He's yeah. he's fucking. He's when you've probably, had a career like that, it's like why yeah. he's like top five ever, guaranteed. It sucks because a lot of the people that hear the name Jose Aldo, they instantly just think of him getting one piece by McGregor. 
so they think he's a scrub, not realizing just how good he really was. Yeah. I, there's guys that, like, it's weird because they hit their stride and then they win, like, fucking nine fights in a row. Mm-hmm. And then they are at the top and they are basically the fucking best in the world. And then all of a sudden they lose and then people kind of forget about them mm-hmm. within, like, a year. Yeah. It happens. There's a couple guys that did that. Well, there's still people like Chuck Liddell. People don't even know who Chuck Liddell is. <clears throat> I mean, I, I mean, granted, he stopped fighting like seven or eight years ago. I mean, still- yeah, but he, he it's kind of like if you started watching football and you didn't know who like Barry Sanders was or like fucking even Peyton Manning. Yeah. Even like uh, Terrell Owens or somebody, yeah. you know, somebody who was like a personality. Chad Johnson. Yeah. Steve Smith. It's like you, you wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't know unless you really looked into the history. It's people don't, I don't know, people don't do that either. You know, it's hard enough to get into a new sport in general to, to even like learn it and like be like, oh, hey, this is a, this guy, he plays for this team, this guy, you know. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of fucking people. And then even if you watch, if you watch multiple sports, it's hard to be even remember what sport they fucking play. <laughs> like, yeah, Manny Machado, his last fight, it was pretty fucking <laughs> Dude, for the longest time, I thought Manny Machado was a boxer. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Because <laughs> his name is Manny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Pacquiao, like, Pacquiao's a solid third baseman. So, yeah. so like, yeah, man. And then I was. Manny Machado is on the Dodgers now, apparently, and I'm like, oh, that's new. Yeah, Didn't even yeah. know that was happening. Well, the Dodgers like wanted to put a bunch of money into it because they know they got a shot at winning the whole thing. So they're like, fuck mm-hmm. it, trade deadline's coming up. Let's just put put money on Machado. It's a good move. Yeah, for sure. They're fucking all in. I think they got a sh- real shot. It's going to be – Boston's going to be tough to beat, too. Mm-hmm. Boston's real hard to beat. Boston pisses me off so much. Yeah. Because it's like, whenever the Yankees are bad, Boston's bad. And then whenever mm-hmm. one of them are good, the other one has to be good, yeah. too. It's so fucking annoying. Like, both teams last year, well, the Yankees made it to the ALCS. But this year going in, I'm thinking, oh, fuck yeah. Yankees going to, they're going to steal the division. They're going to fucking run away with it. Then all of a sudden, it's like, nope, Boston's better. I mean, yeah, they started strong. Yeah. And Boston's kind of pulling away a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's fucking Houston, New York, Boston, L.A., Dodgers. Yeah. Because the fucking Angels are 15 games behind the Astros. That ain't happening. Christ. The Astros are fucking great. I mean, I don't know. There's not much you can really do when a team's that good in your division. It's hard. Yeah. Especially when it's a team like the Astros where every single and their pitches are just yeah, fucking... every single Jesus. part of them, you can't... There's nothing bad about them. Yeah. And just Verlander... I mean, is it's get, fucking like, Verlander. Like. Yeah. Like, Verlander is still great, which right. is insane. Like, I remember when they traded for him last year, and I was like, oh, Verlander, he hasn't been good in, like, two or three years. And I was, my dad was like, no, maybe going to Houston will turn him around. <laughs> I fucking did. I mean, he's still one of those guys that's like... It's like, even if he's not a fucking ace pitcher, he's still like a fucking really good pitcher. Like, mm-hmm. either way, he's not going to be like, I mean, he could be your ace guy, but yeah, and that's having why, him in a fucking <clears throat> pitching rotation either way is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's why baseball is such a fickle sport, too, because you got guys like Verlander that have been good since I was in like middle school. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys like Tim Lincecum or uh, Brian Wilson 
yeah. those two dudes that just completely fell off the face of the earth. Cliff Lee, you know, yeah. guys like that. AJ Burnett. Well, he was getting old either way. But then you also have like CC Sabathia that is still pretty decent. Yeah. Even I don't though think he's he'll like be 39. around much longer. I think this is his last year. He might year. be done after this year. I think his contract's over after this year too, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's probably going to call it. Yeah. I don't know. He's been around as long as I can remember. Yeah, since like 2002, 2003 maybe. That dude throws hard. I mean, he just fucking puts everything into it. It can't be good for his arm. No. I mean, all. there's a degree of technique to throw in 100 miles an hour, but like at a certain point, <laughs> it's not good for your arm. It's not supposed to bend that way. No. I know. Uh, this new era of the Yankees is good, but I I still just I miss the 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 fearsome foursome, Jeter, Posada, Pettit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that and, was. Um, yeah, yeah A Rod, uh, Mariana Rivera. It's just not as exciting. I was watching a ton of baseball when the season started, but it happens every year. I get burnt out. Yeah, it's, it's like um, it's on like every night. It's, it's always just, on. Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's it gets very difficult to even fucking remember to watch. Yeah, and the games all just blend into each other. They really do, and it seems like ESPN would rather cover. NBA free agency Twitter drama than cover the actual sports that are going on. Or they'd rather fucking, what was it? The other day? <clears throat> that's day that's one thing that is annoying to me. It's like if I watch like any TV sports, it ends up being them fucking just talking about drama instead of like being like, hey, this is what happened in baseball the other day. This is what happened in this mm-hmm. the other day. Like, here are the highlights. Yeah. Like, no, that doesn't happen. Highlights don't exist. It's Even like NFL PTI network is fucking, getting bad. Like, I haven't watched that. Well, I don't think I have it anymore. I might, I don't know. The only shows I can tune into on ESPN, like you just said, PTI. I like PTI and Around the Horn because it's actual oh, – PTI, it's just you can't beat PTI. I just don't want but, to hear people talking about it. I'd rather see what happened. Mm-hmm. I just want to watch highlights. Just give me the highlights of what's mm-hmm. happening. That used to happen all the time. Like I, When I used to watch SportsCenter, it used to just be highlights. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, <clears throat> what's the one show I started watching? The Dan Levitard show. It was Stugatz in the morning. That's the best show on. That's the only show on ESPN worth worth tuning into, honestly, because it's a non or it's a it's a sports show for people that uh, don't like other sports shows. Mm. Where sometimes they'll get like into goofy tangents and stuff like that, but they let the audience dictate where the show goes and they do all these polls and. Stuff like that, and it's you know, it's just a bunch of dudes. It's almost like if if we had like if it was like me, you, Bill, and uh, I don't know, like two or three other guys, and we just shot the shit about sports for like two hours, three yeah. hours straight, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, ESPN is going downhill fast, and it's been going downhill for a long time. I'm surprised they haven't fucking hit the bottom of the hill. Fucking the other day, oh, it was the other uh, Friday when I was off. Out of work, fucking, they had Overwatch, professional Overwatch on ESPN, like fucking esports. And then I think it was ESPN 2 was that the basketball tournament with all the old college players, which was cool, but it's like, it's in like a high school gym. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody wants to sit down and just watch mm-hmm. all these old, washed up, like 30 something year old college guys play basketball. Yeah. 
and like they they don't even have ESPN used to be a twenty four hour show, and now it's almost I can never catch it when it's on or not ESPN Sports Center Sports Center yeah it, yeah it's, it is yeah because they do have a lot of programming it's weird now and it's all shit that it's like they're trying to segment their audiences you mm-hmm. know what well they that? have three channels don't they like ESPN they have three on so like, don't they have one cable. that runs there's I feel like there's always one that's running Sports Center. There like, used to be. It used to be ESPN News. If 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 Sports Center wasn't on one or two, it was on ESPN News. And now ESPN News is all these obscure sports that nobody watches. <laughs> like what well, the other day they had on um it's not really news. No. They had on like it was I'm not even kidding. It was like it was like Southeast Regional Men's softball it was like men's softball was on for like the state tournament or something or regional tournament and then they had like uh leading up to little league world series i guess they're trying to get people in the little league mood but it wasn't even little league it was just like whatever is above that like high school age teams and it was just yeah yeah i've seen that yeah and it was just who fucking Right, it's, it's getting. Why can't they just put a major league game on? It's not like right? there's not, no. It's not like there's a shortage of games they can fucking televise. Yeah, it's funny because like I scroll through around like six or seven, and it's like there's definitely major league baseball on right now. How come none of these channels have it on? The only thing you can see it on is like yes or like uh, the Mets fucking station, or mm-hmm. like once in a while Fox has one, and it's like it's like who is. Why isn't there like an, there's got to be an MLB network. Oh, for sure. And I don't have it. So I don't think think I have it. I actually, I've been watching a lot of ESPN classic because yesterday they were doing a Rose Bowl marathon. So all day they had condensed games of all the Rose Bowls and they had one on yesterday that made me feel so old. It was the 2011 Rose Bowl, Wisconsin versus TCU. It was Andy Dalton's last game at TCU and J.J. Watt's last game at Wisconsin. Hmm. And I was watching it, and I'm like, 2011. I go, they haven't been playing that long. And then, of course, I had to look it up, and it's like, yeah, they've been playing in the NFL. It's going to be their eighth season, hmm. which is insane, or seventh season, either or. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that. No. I remember when uh, Andy Dalton, uh, Jeremy Curley was still on TCU at the time. It was a really weird group of dudes. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. There's probably a lot of guys that fucking feel it feels like they've only been in the league for a couple of years, but they've been in there ten years or so. Yeah, I know the big one that gets me is um, Tyron Smith has been on the Cowboys now since 2010. No, hmm. actually, it was the same year, 2011, because he was we picked Tyron Smith ahead of JJ Watt. I think it was like two picks ahead of JJ Watt. You really can't go wrong with either one. Yeah, I mean, still probably could have should have taken JJ. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, his career—they're saying that this might be his last year because of how bad his back is. He's gotten uh, herniated discs and all this uh, back surgery and stuff. Like the past three years, his season's been ending because of the same back problems. Well, yeah, he doesn't exactly hit people softly either. No, and he's one of the examples of a dude getting too big for his own body, like Bo yeah. Jackson. How he literally ran out of his, like, he, he was sprinting so hard, he tore all of his fucking ligaments. Yeah, there's some linebackers that just, like, play every down super hard. 
and they just go super. Clay Matthews is one of those guys. Yeah. Like he's always he's got a high motor. Like he's constantly mm-hmm. going. And the, he doesn't like it's it's the effort level. You can tell with some some of those linebackers because a lot of them have to cover receivers sometimes. Yeah. Sean Lee's the same way. That's why Sean Lee always gets hurt. And yeah, he's made a glass to begin with. And then he's out there trying to manhandle dudes that are like six inches taller than he is because mm-hmm. he's not that big of a guy. I feel like a lot of middle linebackers could be better. It's just they don't have that effort level. Yeah. Because they, you know that they have the fucking intangibles and shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't want to work extra hard because no. your career is so short. Right. They, they want to prolong their career pretty much. But then it's like you, you – you're kind of trading it off because you're not going to make as much money in contract mm-hmm. negotiations. <clears throat> and there's actually negotiations still going on right now. The Jets finally signed Sam Darnold to a contract, the quarterback, because he wanted guaranteed money. <clears throat> they were only going to give him the minimum guaranteed, which I think was only like $5 million. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're going to give me $5 million guaranteed each year instead of $5 million for all four years. So they finally signed it. The Bears, Roquan Smith he might hold out like Joey Bosa did last year because the new helmet rule with tackling, you can't lead with your helmet anymore. You have to have your head up while you tackle, which seems way more dangerous. That does seem more dangerous. But I don't know. That's going to be some whiplash. Yeah. And, uh, but that's how they were talking about That's how he tackled in college was he led with his helmet and led with, you know, his head. So you have to tackle like when you dive in Madden and you just put your hands out and then you, you basically look like you're falling Mm -hmm. and look like a fucking retard. And, uh, so they're talking about how they're worried that he might get suspended, uh, for the way he tackles. So he told the bears, he goes, make sure he goes, I don't want a guaranteed contract, but if I get suspended, I want a clause in there that makes me guaranteed to get my money for games I miss. Because if yeah. you get suspended, you don't get paid. And he still hasn't even reported a training camp. He's still in Georgia. <laughs> like, he's... The Bears are just fucking retarded. And it's funny because you see... I think it's... Besides the one fluke year... Well, not really a fluke year. They had Erlacher and... um That whole fucking crazy Lance Briggs and all that. Uh, the Bears that went to the Super Bowl. But since then, the Bears have just been... Mediocre. Yeah. They, I think they had one year. Didn't they play the Packers in the championship? They, they, yeah, they were in the... Uh, was it an NFC championship? Yeah, it has to have been. With Jay Cutler? <clears throat> yeah, that was... Maybe four years ago? Maybe more than that. It would have been when the Packers won it, right? When the Packers won it all? So, like, f- six years ago? Mm, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it had to have been. Because mm-hmm. they won. Yeah, yeah, that was and since in then, 2010, or 09-10 season. Yeah. So 10, probably 2010, January, or February, or uh, December-ish. I don't know, man. It was, the, the seasons all blend in. They really do. It's so weird. And I couldn't even tell you who won the Super Bowl for, probably fucking four years ago. If you just said, hey, four years ago, who won the Super Bowl? I fucking wouldn't remember. I'd have to go back in my head and be like, okay, let's see. Last year was uh, the Eagles. The year <laughs> before like that Patriots. was the Patriots. And then the year before that was the Broncos. Yeah. 
So it would have been the Patriots again against Seattle. Right. I mean, you could always just say Patriots. You got a pretty good chance. <laughs> yeah, you, you literally got like a fucking one in five chance probably <laughs> yeah. being right. I know, and that's funny. I, I, I have friends that they're – I don't know how they do it because I like – the NBA is not bad. It's mm-hmm. entertaining. I think I said before, the NBA is at the same level for a sport as the WWE is. I watch it because it's the shit they do is really cool. Yeah. But uh, this guy's like, well, you're complaining about the Warriors being so good, but the Patriots are always good. It's like, but yeah, but in the in basketball, if it was a if you did seven game series in football, it would be the Patriots every time. Yeah. Well, the difference is like in a in series, you can win a series a little bit more easy than you can win one game. Yeah. Like because in football, it's fucking. You really don't know. Like somebody could go down, and that's the end of it. That's yeah. the game for that whole team. So getting that whole argument is just so weird for me. Yeah, I always felt like they should do. They should just score games instead of saying like, "Oh, uh, this this team's like in baseball. This team's seventy five and and forty something or whatever." Mm-hmm. Just be like, uh, "How many series did they win?" Yeah, just go by the series. Yeah. Like I get they have that many wins, but go by how many series they've they've actually won. A lot of times you're playing three, four game series throughout this the year. It's like go by that. There's got to be an analytic for that somewhere. Baseballs, all those fucking Excel right. spreadsheets. The records will be smaller. Mm-hmm. It's like you're showing that. You, I mean, you're still showing that you can win games. Yeah. But know. it's like if a team gets on a hot stretch and they win twelve games in a row, that's still only going to be like four series. Right. So it's like, I think my, and with baseball, it's like this, I love that like every team has their own season within a season. Like there's always a team, usually the nationals that starts off the season and it's like, yep, they're the clear favorite. And then all of a sudden the nationals do what the nationals do and they know is dive mm-hmm. right around the all-star break. And it's like, then you have teams like the Yankees last year that, uh, were completely garbage between like June and August, but the rest of the season they were lights out, so they get to make it to the playoffs. You know, it's just too hard to keep everything working through the entire season. Yeah, it's way too hard to do uh, that. The amount of travel you're doing, practicing. Yeah. I mean, is do you think baseball practice is that strenuous? Do you think it's trip? No, I mean probably. It's not. probably very laid back compared to a bunch of other sports. Yeah, I mean you probably have like. Uh, you probably do like batting sessions and shit, but like BP once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it's not like fucking a f- fucking two a days in fucking the NFL or something. Yeah, it's you're. I mean, you're gonna be playing, and you're off days. You only get like maybe once a week or twice a week at the most. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, players take days off. That's another thing that's weird. Like, now playing the show instead of playing, like, Madden or something. You didn't, in football, you never had to worry about, like, who has the energy to play on this day. Because everybody's so on the you same to, schedule. Yeah. So now you have to be, like, in the show, you have to be like, oh, this guy's got, like, no energy right now. I got to put somebody in for him. And. Oh, so does this guy also needs to be benched, but who the fuck do I put in for him? It's like, yeah, they do, maybe I is, let this guy play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like baseball managers don't get enough credit. It's yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're like, Oh, look at them. They're dressed up as a player. They just sit there and clap. It's they're like Jason Garrett. Well, there's a reason <laughs> that there's so many 
baseball manager games. Yeah. Like, because it's fucking deep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to do. And I mean, he's, you're probably not the only guy that's doing it. I mean, you got a hitting coach and some other guys around you that are probably helping you. But you got to manage your bullpen. You got to manage like your lineups. You got to know what utility guys can play what. Yeah. Which guys are good against which pitchers and pitches, which guys are good in this weather, that weather. I'm trying to pick up Jose Reyes off free agency because he can play. He's such a utility guy. Mm -hmm. Like he can play anywhere. And I need that bad. Because then I can just, anybody who's tired, I can just throw them in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've just been playing, I was playing a disgusting amount of NBA, and I got completely burnt out on that, finally. Yeah. And I just started playing UFC again, and it's so infuriating. Mm-hmm. It's seriously the most, uh, I don't I don't think I've played a game since, I was, it's, it's, since like the original SmackDown versus Raw that has gotten me so mad than this one. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, what I did reinstalled it and i i created a fighter in each weight class and i started with heavyweight that was kind of boring and then i did light heavyweight which was all yeah right. i imagine heavyweight's uh restrictive it's, there, it's super slow and it's just slugfest the whole time there's no technique that's really going yeah. into it it's like oh i just threw five punches i'm out of stamina time to back up and wait yeah exactly uh, i made a welterweight guy the welterweight guy was pretty sweet uh that one was really fun i still have to finish that one but i just made a flyweight made a flyweight um, Muay Thai fighter because I never fight in the clinch. And I was like, yeah, I might as well try it. It doesn't make any sense to me. My guy can't do anything in the clinch. I have all the moves maxed out, advanced core and all this, but you can't practice. There's no practice mode. Mm. You know what I mean? In the career mode? There's in no? the career mode, yeah. There's your drills, but there's no like sparring practice or just like, you know, go in, go in and train against a dummy. You so can't like, do practice mode like with your career guy. Like your career guy isn't even in the game, is he? I don't think he is. Like if you go to quick play or whatever, quick like I think he might be. I think the created players are in it. Hmm. I I'd have to check that out. Cuz you might uh, be able to just go to the main menu and play around with him. Might do that. I mean, I feel like the Muay Thai clinch is always hard to do in games, but in the undisputed games you could just like kind of sway them. Mm-hmm. And then throw a knee, and they'd fucking get, take way yeah, too much Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. And it's fucking annoying because <clears throat> I'll be in the clinch. I won't even get to reverse a whip or anything like that. All of a sudden, I'll be in the clinch. I'll be ready to do a takedown or something. And then all of a sudden, my guy's head is facing the ground, and I have a knee coming right up. Blood goes everywhere, and I'm yep. knocked out. Yeah. And I'm I'm fighting this. I'm ha- fighting Henry Cajudo, Cajudo, whatever his name is. Cajudo. Cajudo. Yeah. The the fucking Muay Thai clinch is just so savage. Yeah, dude. If you can master the Muay Thai clinch, like it's fucking crazy what mm. you can do with it. Like Anderson Silva, when he fucking could. Oh, uh, who was it? Um, was it Rich Franklin? He he fucking savagely destroyed Rich Franklin with the Muay Thai clinch. And if you can grasp your hands the right way and put it up against their neck, it's so weird that you can't just escape that. Yeah, right. But you kind of can't. Because if you put your head down to kind of like slide out, you're going to just take a knee. It's it's so it's very odd that you can't just get out of that. It seems Mm. so easy to... It looks like someone's just got their hands wrapped around the back of your head. Yeah. But it's all the way the tension works and their, the their core versus your core. Yeah. And you're already at a disadvantage because they have their weight on you. Mm-hmm. So all you can do is put your hands up and kind of like yeah. hope that you don't take a knee to the fucking face. Yeah. That's the other thing too is I have no idea how to defend on the ground. I've been playing this game nonstop 
I played it nonstop when it came out, and I've been playing it nonstop for like the past week. And I get on the ground as soon as uh they I get you know as soon as the guy I'm fighting gets me into a back mount, it's over. Because yeah. for some reason, when I get into a back mount, they can block any shot instantly. But mm-hmm. when I hold right bumper or right trigger or even both of them, my guy just lays out sprawled instantly. And just he's like, yep, please just kill me. Please punch me in the fucking spinal cord, <laughs> the fucking brainstem over and over. I had to restart the fucking fight against Cejudo like 18 times today. <laughs> and I finally beat him with a heel hook. <laughs> My guy, I get so, as soon as I get pissed, I bought, I, I got the, uh, the takedown into the heel hook. That's wicked fucking shitty. And it's, all you have to do is finish one gate with the heel hook and they tap oh out instantly. God. Yeah. It's so unfair. <laughs> it's so unfair. Just run at him and I like fly. <laughs> yeah. You run at him. You do like a cartwheel. And you flip him over, heel hook, and then it's just boom, 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 done. Takes like 10 seconds. <laughs> That's funny, because anybody, most people would just be like, oh, I know what that is. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've seen that before. Uh, people have tried to do that. I mean, I think people have been caught with it. Heel hooks? It, with those, like, rolling heel hooks. They're, like an I think they're. Roll. I don't think they're allowed, you're allowed to do them anymore. And if you are there, you have to be very careful because you can fucking ruin someone's you life. You can footlock. Yeah, there's different footlocks you can use. It's just, it's, it is fucking dangerous. That's for sure. Yeah, it's dangerous. And then like, is it really worth it, you know, to try right. and get into that position because you're trying to grab his leg. You're trying to basically be upside down on there. Like, so until you get it locked in, you're at a complete disadvantage and you have to hope that you can lock it in fast enough before they're able to like kick you in the fucking brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah, a lot of wrestlers have like a heavier base. So they tend to get caught with heel hooks a lot, mm -hmm. like foot locks a lot more fucking Frank Mir did it to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But Lesnar was just asking for it. I mean, he was standing right in his guard basically. Like, he was literally standing over him. And then Mir's like, oh, okay, I'll set this up, like, casually and just grab the leg, and that was mm-hmm. it. But Lesnar was unexperienced at the time. I yeah. Mean, well, I can't believe Lesnar only had, like, two fights before he was allowed to fight for the belt. Yeah. He got in based on just name alone, really. Yeah. I mean, he kicked Shane Carwin's ass, though, yeah. realistically. I mean, I'm not complaining. I like, I'm like. i a big Lesnar guy. I really hope that he beats the shit out of Daniel Cormier because I feel like that'd be the worst way for Cormier's career to end. And yeah. he's the most unlucky guy ever, so of course that's the way his career's going to end. But, you know, he's going to make a ton of money off of that fight anyway. Apparently it's in January. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I'm really excited. The, the Stipe-Cormier fight was insane. Like, it was... Just not expecting it to end that quick. And I wasn't expecting, if you told me Cormier was going to knock him out in the first round, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, let that alone was, knock him out in general. It was just very hard to see either of them lose, really. Yeah. It was kind of one of those where, like, I kind of don't have a dog in the fight mm-hmm. sort of situations. For sure. I mean, I don't know. It's they are both good champions. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both guys you want to be like a figurehead for the fucking like the guy. I could listen to Stipe talk for days. Like he's just such a calm. Like you wouldn't think that this dude 
beats the living fuck out of people for yeah. a living. Like he's such a nice family guy. Yeah, he's like, a firefighter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can't show that Modelo commercial anymore, can they? I don't think he's so. not the champion anymore. Nope. <laughs> they just they just like CGI it and put Daniel Cormier in there. They do the deep. He's fake. A, he's a firefighter now. They they deep fake Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think he's. Uh, I mean, he is a guy that you probably would want as the face of the UFC. You know, for sure. He's a commentator too. Steve is or DC DC. Yeah. I mean, they, he knows his shit. Uh-huh. And he knows everything about everybody. Yeah. Like, he's been in the game for so long. Just growing up, or not growing up, but, like, working with these guys before he was even in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And then just getting in and just taking I think over. that's part of it. Is yeah. It's weird because he started so late, but I, mean, I think he, that might have like been an advantage. 29, 30 when he started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, it's weird. But also at the same time, you're kind of gaining knowledge at this. You're, you're, even though you're not doing it, you're still learning about it. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I always, it was weird because when I started rolling, I rolled with like a yellow belt or some, something. This one time we went to, there used to be a couple gyms here where they yeah. would do jujitsu. And I went to two different ones and, I had never really trained in jiu-jitsu, but I had watched so much that, like, I knew the general. And, like, I would, you know, like, Christian and I would, like, you know, just roll around and shit. But I would know certain techniques just from watching mm-hmm. and listening to people talk about them. And even YouTube tutorials and shit, you yeah. could figure things out. And I was, like, at least holding my own with this guy. So it's like, you know, you you do learn things just from seeing it. And if you watch it enough, it's, mm-hmm. it's very weird. And in practice, you kind of recognize like, oh shit, like there's another level to this. Like these guys are fucking, they've perfected this. And there, there is like some guys that were like regular jujitsu guys would fucking just, they just had a really good sense of control mm-hmm. and it was hard to move like in certain situations. It's very uncomfortable being on the bottom in any situation. Jiu-jitsu is fucking rough, dude. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When I, a guy's like in your guard, got like their forearm on your neck or something. And the only thing you can do is press their, push their elbow, get that thing the fuck off of you. Cause you can't breathe. No, and you can't, you feel like you can't move. It's your, out of your your gases you out fast like mm-hmm. immediately because you're constantly trying to escape there's guys disrupting your breathing and it's fucking it's scary but you know you ain't gonna get hurt no but it's like but you fuck, feel like, like you are but you feel you're you're also like fuck like i gotta get the fuck out of this or i'm gonna look like a pussy mm-hmm. you know yeah, that's the one thing i miss about taekwondo was like uh going and growing up with all these guys that had been doing it, you know, by the time I was done doing it, I'd been doing it for 13, 14 years. So yeah. everybody that was there, I knew, and I, <clears throat> I knew all their nuances. I knew which, which kicks they liked the most. I knew, I knew how they liked to start the fight. Yeah. Like this is where this guy's going to come yeah, from. This and it is... was always a lot of fun. Um, I just, I, I don't want to go I see the I see the people there all the time, and I want to go back just because I miss everybody. But I don't want to go back mm-hmm. because it's just I don't want. It's just not a thing I like doing anymore. I I never got really good at striking. Like I I, I did like 
three months of boxing. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. Uh, and because that place didn't really, I think they they got shut down. It was or that not, River, they, Riverside. Yeah, they didn't get shut down, but they were closed down within like they a really, year. Yeah, there wasn't much to it. And, and really, all I did was like ring work and shit, where you just kind of kind of cardio stuff mm-hmm. and working on technique. At least I learned how to throw jabs and throw straight rights and shit. Like at least I knew how to throw punches. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I never fucking sparred with anybody or anything. I mean, and, I have, but that's just people us screwing around yeah that was the thing i miss or the thing i didn't like really i didn't like the way sparring for taekwondo works it's very it's the exact opposite of like what you what mma would be you know what i mean or boxing system it's a point system but you're wearing full gear so yeah you like before the fight even starts you're you're tight you're hot right you know that i can understand the uh the helmet at least but the chest protector is fucking Heavy, it, it feels right? it feels light when you wear when you carry it, but when you put it on, it's heavy, it's right. tight, and that like that's what hurts more because well, when it, you get hit in the chest or in the, like in the chest protector, you're feeling the full impact is spread across yeah. your body. And I imagine it slows down all your che- techniques. Oh yeah, you practiced them at your body weight. Yeah, because you don't really. Um, I remember when I used to do tournaments all the time. You wouldn't really practice with gear on until you were leading up to your tournament, right? You know and. Uh, the fights were way quicker too. I think it was three three minute rounds, hmm. or three two minute rounds, or something like that. But then you have the kids, like the one kid that gave me one of, or that I got the two concussions in one fight. The kid that fucking, uh, the kids are trying to show off and they're trying to do spin kicks and all that fancy shit. Yeah, it just gets old, you know. I I I didn't. I liked it. But it was just uh well, I think those those martial arts it a lot of times it just it's a good way to teach discipline and things like that that was mostly what I liked about it, it and it kept you out of it kept me out of trouble because I did it doing something yeah my know? entire life I went three four times a week for two hours a week and met a lot of people did a lot of cool things went all over the country mm-hmm. stuff like that but yeah, I was never into it until I was even 18 or something like that. Yeah. Into actual, because I started watching the UFC in like 09 or so and fucking went to that gym that had opened up and uh, I can't remember what it was called. Something. Uh, Fuller's? Uh, no, it was called Hard Knocks MMA. Mm-hmm. They had a cage in there and everything. You know, those fucking cages are not. Soft. Are, yeah, dude. They are fucking rough. They, they are, are not cages. Soft. They're like fences. Yeah. And they fucking, the mats are not mats. I mean, it's like no. they are, but they're, it basically feels like a wrestling mat on pieces of wood. And mm-hmm. when you walk around, you can feel the wood. Like, it's not like these things are just fucking solid. Like, yeah. See, I, I wish I had left after I got my third black belt. I wish I had left to do MMA or anything like that. My parents never would have let me do that, mm-hmm. though. I had a couple friends. My friend Adam actually, after he got his second belt, which at you know as much as I love Taekwondo America, it was a sixteen-year-old should not be a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Right, that's not the way. Well, yeah, it depends on the martial arts too, though. Like a lot of in jujitsu, you have to wait. Like you get a certain belt, you have to be this belt for two years. Then you can test for this belt. It's like then you got to do. Uh, like one of them is only like four months or whatever. And then the next one's like, Oh, you gotta be a, a fucking white belt for 
X amount of time or whatever. Yeah, I think you know? in Taekwondo, when I left, it was <clears throat> you're a white belt for maybe two months, right. one month, two months. Then and you then, can take a test. Yeah, you can and take the a- yellow belt was the same thing. It was like, I think it took, if you kept at it and you tested, you had to be allowed to test. But if you kept at it and you were you passed your pre-test every time, you would get your black belt within like three years. Yeah. And then from the time between your first and your second, it was whatever belt you were going to, that's how many years it was supposed to take. Mm-hmm. So two years between your first and second, three years between your second and third. So what's it in Taekwondo? Uh, white, it yellow. Went, uh, when I started, it was white, yellow, green, green, blue, red, black. And then they changed it to white, yellow, green, blue, purple, purple, red, brown. That's, that's what it black. is in jujitsu. Yeah. It's not, I don't, well, brown barely exists in jujitsu most of the time. I think depends on the, the, type I mean, yeah, of it all depends right? on where you're doing it really. Yeah. But then there's levels above black too. You can get that coral, like the red and black, and you can have red with like X amount of stripes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's only for like, grandmasters and shit people who've really been like i think there's a belt that like eighth or ninth degree that's only like it's only given to people who have like done real shit for jujitsu like the gracies and shit Mm -hmm. so you can't really get to that level eddie bravo right I (laughs) I, i don't know what eddie is he's probably seventh or eighth he's up there i know that um but at a certain point, it's just prestige is mm-hmm. what's getting you a higher fucking uh, ranking. Uh, I, what? So what degree was Eddie? Third. He's third degree? Third degree. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, it's all... Uh, I don't know how, at a certain point, like, once you get your black belt, only certain things are going to get you there. It's not like there's a test for another level. No. It's usually by contributing to the art. Yeah. By either opening a school and training other people. Right, yeah. That's yeah. basically what it is. And a lot of them do that. A lot of fighters now are just going to have their own gyms. That's what they're going to do after they retire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine some of them are better at teaching than others, but they know the techniques. So they can help you. Mm-hmm. And they probably have people around them that fucking know how to teach people. I mean, they had coaches. That's another thing that's like underrated. In MMA, like it's not a hundred percent just you. Like it is when you get in the cage, but you, teams are fucking big. Yeah, dude. Like Greg Jackson's camp. Like there's guys that like just come out of Greg Jackson's camp. They were never really anything special, but like fuck, now all of a sudden they're just a savage. Mm-hmm. Like you got guys that know MMA. Like they, and that's the thing too is like MMA is like still relatively young. So like certain coaches can still develop certain techniques and what's happening over here, what's developing over here isn't what's happening over here. Yeah. You're definitely going to be able to notice a big change in MMA as soon as, uh, MMA coaches, like not, not like kickbox coaches, Taekwondo coaches, karate, whatever, like guys that are black belts in Taekwondo and jujitsu and all these that are all teaching all at once. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you'll have whole fucking camps that are just like three or four different guys that all have four black belts apiece that just live and breathe martial arts. Right, yeah. I think that's one of the best things to do is like if you're going to open a camp, pull guys from everything. Yep. Even though like some are better than others in MMA. Like a lot don't really translate to MMA. No. Even karate was – I mean karate did in a lot of ways. In the beginning for sure. It's starting to like die out a lot more. The thing is when you had like Lyoto Machida and even George St. Pierre 
guys with like Kyokushin karate backgrounds, like they were still good. Like, cause mm-hmm. they, they were good at, you know, being, moving in and out. They were good. Like they had a wide base. Mm-hmm. They were defensive fighters. Yeah. And that's Joe Rogan was actually talking recently about how you'll never see a guy make it in UFC. That's based in one discipline. Like Lyoto Machida. Yeah, no, you really can't do uh, it. And like Taekwondo, you never see Taekwondo fighters in MMA because kicks are so risky. Mm-hmm. And like Taekwondo is mostly kicks. Like, yeah, and I. Because like when we were doing sparring, you don't get points for punching or anything like that. You actually, if you punch too much, you get a fucking warning. You're supposed to do all right, kicks. Right, you can't all just your, like send a flurry yeah, all at your, him. All your blocking, stuff like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's. I, I mean. I don't know what the best to go in with. I mean, maybe a wrestling base is probably the best to mm-hmm. go in with because you can at least control, like dictate where the fight's going to take place. So you can be like, oh, well. And then it's like, well, what kind of wrestling? We talking American or Greco-Roman or freestyle uh, yeah. or anything like that. But even then, I think the wrestling that you learn like in school, like high school wrestling and stuff, that's flat, like you mean, basic. That's good. Yeah. It's good for your control for sure. And I mean, but you're not going to be always be on top. <laughs> I mean, that I think wrestling is is a good if you're going to want top position, if you're going to control top position, wrestling is a good experience to have. Jiu-jitsu is great if you're going to be on your back. Some guys like to be on their back. Mm-hmm. Damian Maya, he'll fucking lay down for you. He'll be mm-hmm. like, hey, get in my guard, bro. Yeah, dare you. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, I'll fucking make you. Throw up your own blood in yeah. front of everybody. <laughs> was that? What was that? He got. He had the guy in the chokehold, and he fucking coughed, and it was just strange. Yeah, I can't remember who that was though. Surge of blood out of his face. There's some really bloody fights that I've seen. That fucking BJ Penn fought Joe Stevenson, and yeah, he cut him open good. He 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 was in his guard, and he threw a fucking elbow, like a right elbow. And just barely like caught the forehead, and it was like bleeding like a fucking fire hose, like it was coming out bad. And at the end of the fight, they were just both red, like it looked like they were sunburnt. It was great. That was one of the craziest fights. Stevenson, I liked Joe Stevenson, like he, but he just got demolished in that fight. I yeah, mean, BJ really Penn was fucking. He's another guy that I don't think a lot of people, like young fans, would know. He was really fucking good, and especially his jujitsu was unbelievable. He could move his legs like yeah. they were fucking another arm. He he had such dexterity; it was insane, it and was, his yeah. control was unbelievable. There's a lot of them. There's and there's guys that like people that like when I was just getting into it. I remember. Uh, it was probably like BJ Penn, St. Pierre, like those guys were big. Right when I was getting into it, it was right around when Chuck Liddell, it was when the first Undisputed game came out, actually. It was when I first started watching UFC. Yeah. The first Undisputed game. And so I like think Chuck Liddell Shogun was right Nua. around the end. Yep, Shogunua. Um, Machida was around. Yeah. Uh, John Jones was just starting out. I think he was on the Ultimate Fighter, and that was the first season I watched. Quentin Rampage, Rampage Jackson. Jackson, yeah. Uh, Anthony Johnson. Miracle Crow Cop. Yeah. Was big at the time. Um, yeah, uh, and then definitely Anderson Silva and St. Pierre. Uh, there's a lot of them. But I, the problem was I didn't get to watch it a lot. I'd only watched if I went out with mm-hmm. either at Wes's or if I was at my Uncle Mark's. 
My parents didn't like it. My grandpa hated it. My grandpa tried to get me into boxing. He loved boxing, but I didn't like it. I didn't like how long the fights were. Yeah. And I, I really, I, I don't like the scoring system. I think we talked about this with Bill the other day. So, yeah, it's just when I, now that MMA exists, if now that I know that I can watch the UFC, like I, I don't feel like I need to watch boxing anymore. Yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, before we started, Bellator is coming up. Bellator is getting all these big names that are either. Bellator is getting guys to leave and, you know, cause guys, maybe they can't test or they can't, you know, piss clean or they just get sick of their contract. They sick of Reebok. Yeah. Get sick know. of not being able to own your own brand. Yeah. And they just go over there and it, it works. I mean, they're still a big promotion. People mm-hmm. know who Bellator is. I mean, it, maybe not casual fans. I mean, most casual fans are just, oh, UFC, that's the fucking, that's cage fighting, right? Like, they don't fucking know what's going on. And they on. don't realize there's, like, fucking three different associations just in. Yeah. Like, Strike Force is one a lot of people forget about. That's where most people start out. Like, Ronda Rousey started out with Strike Force. Yeah. Um, that one guy. Yeah, that one guy. <laughs> and Pride Fighting. I remember Pride Fighting. Pride uh, was fucking awesome. Pride was insane. And I, I remember watching that. Vaguely. I mean, you used to have like wrestling intros and shit yeah. for Pride. It reminded me of Japanese wrestling yeah. shows. But it was you actually get into a ring the fucking shit beat out of And each other. you could soccer kick. You could fucking like stomp dudes when they're on the ground. I mean, it was savage. But there it was, was great. Was it and that was Shogun Ua. Shogun yeah. was like the guy. Oh, yeah. Was it Pride or Ryzen where they w- they did an entire like 16-man tournament in one night? I think it was Pride. Yeah. I know they used to do tournaments. It was fucking crazy. But you're fighting I watched, like fucking four times yeah, a night. I watched I, the other night. I just watched Fedor uh, when he did his tournament. And yeah. he, well, it, shit, was it Fedor? Yeah, because he ended up fighting Mirko there. Mm-hmm. And he literally fought. It was four fights it's one just, night. Like They didn't. I mean, I don't know if they didn't know what the impact was, but I don't think they cared. They, and th- when you're fighting, you don't care either. Right. Like that's like, if I could have done in Taekwondo, if we could have done no pads or anything, I guarantee you so many people would have been all for it, but you can't when there's kids involved and all this I'm money not, involved and stuff fuck like that, that, dude. Fuck that. Even when, even when we were sparring, like just messing around, I have headgear here. Just because I have I have maybe three or four pairs of boxing gloves and headgear. I have MMA gloves, mm-hmm. grappling gloves. Like, I got all kinds of shit. I even have those fucking pads. Yeah, the hand pads. I have all that shit, but it's like, you know, if I'm going to fucking spar with somebody, I ain't doing it with I fucking, no gear. I'm just weird, man. I love getting hit. I like, I haven't been in a fight in a while. But the I last, mean, I, I, the last fight you're I still going to get hit, yeah, but it ain't going to knock you out. Like That's the thing. Hurt. Like, the last fight I was in, it was two years ago, was awesome i don't i mean getting into a fight isn't good when you're in the fight it's good but leading up to it a lot of anxiety looking around for cops looking around for fucking people as you're screaming at each other in the street and stuff but Mm -hmm. i don't even remember the last time i was in a fight i think it was at the shed when that shit existed oh my god holy shit so that must have been like that was probably five five years ago And it wasn't even much of a fight it was a scuffle i ate a fucking right hand from this kid though Mm -hmm. i didn't see it coming but he, like, I was, there was a guy at the door, and, like, I was kind of, like, trying to get through him or whatever, and his friend, like, came running up, and just fucking, bam, right, right hand, like, blindsided me. I just kind of ate it. I was drunk. Like, I didn't even really realize what happened. Like, you just, you feel it happen, you see it happen, yeah. and you're like, oh, shit. Like, you kind of, like, you're in shock for a second, 
it didn't hurt. Like I didn't feel no. it at all. And then I went to, yeah. Okay. And then I went to trip the guy that was at the door. And you know how there's like the planners on the left side yeah. of the door? That was dangerous. I almost hit my fucking head on those. I went to like, I put my leg behind him and put my head or my, like a rock bottom kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like going to trip him. And I did, but we both fell towards the planner and I like rolled over the fucking planner and I was on the ground. It sucked. Yeah. And then he was over me and he was, he was like, cause he ended up on top and he's like, he, he, I don't even know what he said, but he looked at me and then he just turned and ran cause his friends were all like doing a whole bunch of other shit. There was like a scuffle going on behind him in the parking lot. I was like, okay, this is great. And then I ended up with a broken, a ripped shirt. <laughs> I basically had no shirt after Rest in peace. somebody was like, Hey, uh, you need a, <laughs> somebody got me their hoodie. Cause I went there with like six other people mm-hmm. luckily, but it was nice that they all helped. <laughs> i like that you looked over at the camera where the camera would be <laughs> like the office and yeah, the last fight i was in it was time. one of my buddies we were at a we were at the we were at a house party on van buren street and uh we were drunk we were talking about something we were talking about taekwondo and he's like oh he's like i'd, I'd beat your fucking ass and this my other friend it's like, no, don't, please don't. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to fight this. Just let's fucking cool. It. And he goes, no, you're always talking about how you did Taekwondo and how you won in tournaments. And this is bullshit. I'd fucking kick your ass. And we were only out there for like 30 seconds. I fucking cracked him right in the side. And he dropped. And I was like, are you all right? And he goes, fucking crack. Fucking I cracked his ribs. You got to strike first. That's <laughs> well, he's, he was hitting me and, and, uh, I just remember like he, he was way more drunk than I was, mm-hmm. which is why there was no way I was going to calm him down. And well, he was like, like, like nothing hitting me like nothing. And so I just started walking towards him and then he, he, he was like trying to hit me again. And I just ended up cracking him right in the ribs with mm-hmm. a kick and he dropped and I was like, all right. Yeah. It's, it's Next. weird too. Cause like when you hit people. People can take a lot more than you think. Yeah. Like you can hit guys as hard as you want, but you, when you see guys in the UFC knock dudes out with one hit, that's real power. That's scary. That's power. Like the McGregor Aldo hit. It's not that easy in no. real life. Everybody thinks like when you fucking, when you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go beat this guy's ass and you're going to just throw a fucking right hand. They're going to go down. That's it. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. That ain't what's going to happen, son. Fucking the best thing to do though is if a guy's talking like that. And is about to do something. You got to hit him first. Yep. Because all he's going to do is keep talking. Because you know he is. He doesn't want to engage. Obviously, he just wants to keep talking shit. Mm-hmm. So fucking hit him first, or take him down. Yeah. That's if you can wrestle. That's the thing is like you don't really have to get in fist fights no. if you can take somebody down and just fucking hold him there. I know. I got into one scuffle. Did you see that video, of Matt Sarah taking the dude down? There was a dude that was like, yeah, yeah. they were in like a food court or some shit. This dude was going crazy and Matt Sarah takes him down and he's like just holding him there. He's like, yeah, calm down. Calm down. Sarah's a fucking monster, dude. I love Matt Sarah. Dude, he's a nice guy too, apparently. Mm. From, from, uh, he's got a show with Jim Norton and does that fucking, uh, UFC unfiltered or whatever. Yeah. It's pretty good. Jim Norton's a crazy fucking bastard. Yeah. Those two work pretty well with each other because mm-hmm. they got like a personality, like yeah. their personalities bounce off each other. I don't other even well. know if Jim Norton is still doing the Chip Chipperson show. I think he got, he got canned. Let me see. 
He might have. I haven't looked into it. Nope, he's still going. He's on episode 67 now. He only does an hour a piece now. He was doing like an hour and a half, two hours. Well, we only do an hour a piece. We're almost at an hour right now. Already? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I fucking... Uh, uh, what's, who's Sam Roberts is the other guy when they do the yeah. WWE show. Yeah. He's not bad. Yeah, he's pretty good. Mm. He knows his stuff. Without a doubt. Yeah, you know, wrestling podcasts are easy to do. Because you can speculate so much. And so much of WWE is like based on the crowd. Yeah. And what the fans want. So the more you fucking get that shit out there, the more chance you have of it actually happening. And that shit does happen, too. It's weird. I mean, we used to do it. Mm-hmm. And fucking, I mean, you could go for hours just talking about wrestling. Holy shit. We have some episodes that are like three hours long. Yeah. For real. I mean, I remember the one WrestleMania we did. The last, actually, it was the last one we did. Mm-hmm. We did like two and a half hours of speculation the day before. Yeah. And then, and then we did a post show too. We did a post show. It was weird because you could go into like, you could watch a Monday Night Raw and you know, you think not really anything happens. And then when you start talking about it, you're like, you know what? Yeah. This could go somewhere. Like maybe this, maybe this storyline could go this way and this way. It's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways different things can go, so you yeah. can constantly be talking about And then about you get things. into the hypothetical discussion and the, right, like, the past discussion and mm-hmm. if this guy came back, who how would you react and how would what would happen with this and Yeah. Comebacks are a big thing on there too. They well, really doing, are. I guess they're doing a pay per view that's all women now. They got one that's all women. I was WWE. Like, yeah. I was like, Oh, why? Like what's the point of that? I mean, do they even have enough women on the roster for that? I don't know. I forget what it's called, evolution or something. It's kind of weird. But it's like, how come they don't have one that's all men? Let's do one that's all black guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's do one that's all transgender. <laughs> let's, do this, let's do a segregated, let's do a segregated pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh my God, that's another thing. They were talking about It's like, sp- I get it. They did the women's revolution thing. They're It's cool. They're like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not saying like, anything bad about it. I just think it's strange. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, Jesus, like, I don't know if we need all that. It's like, they've already main evented pay-per-views and shit. We know that they're there. It's like, do they really need it all? It's like some of the women are the reason why a lot of people watch it. Yeah. the Like you said, the whole women's revolution was insane. And a lot of them are better than the men that are on there. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just all funny. There was a whole thing with Scarlett Johansson. Did you hear about that? I think it was a couple weeks ago. A week or two, three. Oh, I think so, yeah. How she, there was a movie where she was going to be the Yeah, she was going to play transgender. transgender woman. Yeah, and, and everybody freaked out. Everybody about freaked it. out, and they because she's not transgender, and it's all of a sudden it's just like, well, now nobody that isn't transgender is going to want to be in a movie about that. I just don't get. So like, you're you're trying, you're ostracizing yourself, but you're playing a role. Like that's the whole a, point. Yeah, they're like, well, it's the same thing as blackface, and it's like, well, no, because it's not tasteless. It's an, blackface well, can be done right. You ever see Tropic Thunder? Yeah, that's true. And nobody freaked out about that. <laughs> well. That's what actors and actresses do. They yeah. portray other things. Yeah. Like, fucking, uh, Wahlberg wasn't a fighter for the movie The Fighter. <laughs> or Blue Steel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, fucking. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, I don't know. Ben Stiller wasn't a fucking supermodel for the fucking 
Zoolander movies. I don't know, man. It's the same thing. It's just that it's transgender, so now everybody wants to freak out about it. But you can't do, you can't do trans race racial. <laughs> you can't like become a fucking black guy and everybody accepts you all of a sudden. Yeah, the whole, I don't know, man. I feel like people are just... It's wild. And it's almost as if the outrage culture is finally subsiding. I think it's I'll, starting to a little bit. Because people are you just see Hardwick, to... that Hardwick shit got dropped pretty much. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, because she's obviously fucking that full of shit. Bad. And that is that is good because that's proof that you can't just fucking believe all women. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard the in the first place. sorry thing. Yeah, it's like, just because they said it doesn't mean it's true. And we fucking finally have an example of that being the case. So Chris Hardwick is in the right, or he wasn't wrong? Evidently, she was just trying to get back at him because he was an asshole at one point. But it's not like he fucking did anything really wrong. That's fucking stupid. I remember hearing about how... uh she he like totally embarrassed her or something like she's like this is why this is where it started she got surgery done she got like cysts removed from her vagina or i don't know cervix <laughs> she got some surgery done and they were like oh no she, he's the doctor said something like oh no uh strenuous exercise for the next couple weeks and i guess as soon as he said that chris hardwick's like oh well it looks like we're not having sex for a while <laughs> and like she got pissed off about that and i'm like isn't that your husband that's also a fucking comedian yeah like that's literally <laughs> the whole thing I don't know. Yeah, that that whole outrage thing. They had the one with Jeffrey Tambor that uh, was. They said he was sexually harassing women on the set of a of a show. When it turned out that it was he was uh, that was what his character was was a creepy old dude, mm-hmm. and that's what he was doing on the set. I mean, he already looks like a creepy old dude, so he was doing it on the set to get ready for roles, and people were. Yeah. Like it's like so. There's it's, a weird <laughs> fine line there it's, too. Yeah, I don't know. Because it goes back to that movie that we were talking about with uh, what's his fucking face there, uh, Ace Ventura. Jim Carrey, yeah, Jim Carrey, with the method he, acting. He, he did, yeah. He it was he was always in character. Yeah, well, that's what he does. Weird. He's fucking insane. And that's where that's also where like you see actors and actresses are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, like just just. Get, you can't just get into character two seconds before the fucking thing happens. Yeah. It's dedication. Yeah, you know that interview where he was rambling on about how existence was futile and that life is meaningless and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking... It's just crazy. And he doesn't... I think he does it to keep himself in character, but also does, as a way yeah. to get the... I mean, we're talking about it still, you know? <clears throat> talking about Jim Carrey and that whole situation. So mm-hmm. it's a good way to get the word out by acting like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Well, time to take a break. (laughs) Without a doubt. All right. Clear Shots is available on any of your favorite podcast platforms. ClearShotsPodcast.com is the best place to find all of our social media links. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ClearShotsPod. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.